This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka, third hour of the show. And man, things are moving and grooving as we are watching the Any Moment screen on CNN and MSNBC. They're showing uh, the the president's plane air force one as they wait for the president and first lady to board and take off you know i some days i i just think we spend too much time on minutiae like that but then again cnn doesn't have another countdown clock to put up but it is the president's first overseas trip the first trip out of the country during his presidency they're also quick to remind us that donald trump is once again, doing it differently because most presidents go to the neighbors next door first. They don't go to Canada uh, or they don't go to Europe. They go to Canada or Mexico. But Donald Trump's different. When are you going to learn? Uh, we do have a guest on the phone to talk about a local issue, which I think is probably something all of you can deal with on a, on a national level. Because it's about free speech, and you know how this program feels about free speech. My license plate reads, after one, because that's how I was raised. After the First Amendment, everything else comes second. And free speech is so vital to the maintenance and the future of our nation. And so when the ACLU in Delaware stepped in, to fight for free speech in the tiny town of Milton, Delaware, I thought, well, this story, this story is something that could relate to everyone. So we have the executive director of the ACLU here in, in Delaware on the phone. Kathleen, are you with us right now? I am, Mike. I'm appreciative of you taking time on a Friday because, you know, it's the weekend and, and we have beautiful weather and you're probably headed to the beach, I'm sure. No, not. I wish. No, not today. <laughs> well, your your story that hit me earlier in the week because it started making news all up and down our, our tiny little state was about a woman in the little town of Milton, Delaware, who put some yard signs up after the election or left them up saying love Trump's hate and women's rights are human rights. How did this become uh, actually a court case? How did it go from just a, a code violation to a court case for you guys? Well, the town of Milton um, went to our client, Ms. Nicholson, and told her that the signs had to come down because her message was political. And she objected and wrote them a letter. She complied with the request and she took the signs down, but then she wrote them a letter and said, hey, I, I have free speech rights and I am allowed to have those signs. And the, the town attorney said, no, we disagree. Um, you may not have signs that we consider political in nature um, on your lawn. And, and so after she didn't get any satisfaction with the town, she turned to the ACLU. And um, we communicated with the town. They did not want to consider our point of view. And so we went to court on Ms. Nicholson's behalf. And so this will actually get a hearing in court to argue on whether or not these signs, which the town compliance office has said are political in nature, but she claims they're really just an opinion. 
are going to be, uh, this is going to, a judge is going to decide this. Well, we'll um, either negotiate with the town and settle with the town or a judge will decide, yes. So the town could say, okay, we agree uh, with you, it is free speech and back down, or they would have to then, if they decide to go to court, then they have to obviously put up a defense or face, uh, I guess, the cost of defending the suit. That's right. Hmm. And it seems to me like small towns like Milton. But here's here's a question uh, I have. And the interesting part of this uh, part of this story is the the woman who put up the signs is a retired teacher. And she's someone who knows the Constitution inside out. She was a civics teacher. She's somebody who uh-huh. I think understands free speech. And uh, I'm going to stand out on a limb and say politically, um, Ms. Nickerson and I are probably 180 degrees apart on most things, but on free speech, I bet you we're in lockstep. So this is one of those Voltaire moments where I'm going to fight for her right to say it, even though I disagree with it. But Absolutely. Well, yeah, when, when we come to this, though, and, and here's the answer, or here's the question I, I, I'd like to look at. What about, what about the people who live next door? Do they have any right to say, hey, you know, she can put up a sign or two, but when it becomes something that takes away from the value of my property, can that argument be made? Well, it cannot be made regarding the message. So it can't be made regarding the content of the sign. If the town allows signs, then... Ms. Nickerson can put up a sign, her neighbor can put up a sign, and the neighbor really can't complain. Now, the town can regulate the size of a sign or the amount of uh, space that it needs to be set back from the sidewalk, for example, but they can't say you can, you can write this message, um, love Trump's hate, but you cannot, you know, you cannot say that. You cannot say love Trump's hate, but you can say for sale or you can say um, uh, I'm a professional psychologist and I have my office here, that sort of thing. So you can advertise a business, but after the town did set up a window for political messages. And I see, I think she had wiggle. We're talking to Kathleen McRae, the executive director of the ACLU in Delaware, and she's She's taken on this free speech case about a woman who put some yard signs up, one of which said, love Trump's hate. And during the election, a lot of Trump supporters had that sign. But I think you could make a general argument that love Trump's hate without attaching it to the president. And I, I, being a troublemaker, I would say that's free speech. It's not political speech. So, yeah, I would tend to fight for her on that level. But I guess the town and you are both saying, well, we're going to we're going to put that one in the political column. No, no, no. ACLU is saying it is free speech, and that's why we are representing her in court. And that's why we're challenging the town of Milton um, to say that they cannot. um, If somebody wanted to put up a a message that was in favor of uh, President Trump, um, deport 11 million immigrants. Uh, we would defend that person's right to speak as well. So it's all about free speech and being able to let your opinion be known. Okay, so I, I, you've, you've corrected me and I appreciate it and I'm actually appreciative of hearing this. And so Milton's restriction on 
90 days before an election to 14 days after election is is really, I guess, the target of what what this suit is all about. That's right. We consider that restriction unconstitutional Hmm. as a first as a First Amendment violation. So we believe that people can uh, advertise whatever messages they want to advertise whenever throughout the year um, and that the town cannot um, determine somebody that works for the town cannot determine this message is allowed. That message is not allowed. I like this because now you you you're going to close the door on thought police being out there and telling us what we can and can't say. Really interesting case. I hope it I hope it actually goes to a hearing because I'd love to hear the arguments on either side. And maybe you don't okay. because you guys like it to be tidy and have everybody roll over and go. You're right. We agree. Free speech lives. But I love watching <laughs> a good fight. I hope that doesn't make right, me a well, bad person. Not at all. I mean, we wouldn't mind um, going to court. We have solid arguments on our side, and uh, it also can help educate the general community about what the First Amendment is all about. Well, that that is 100% correct, and I, I support your mission. You know, you guys, sometimes those of us in the conservative space have disagreements with you. I'm happy to report I'm with you 100% on this one. Not that you care. Not that you're going to lose any sleep over it. But you know. uh, Well, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that we can agree. Well, that's, it, that's what this is about, right? We, we have to. That's right. We have to, at times when we disagree, we have to do it without being disagreeable. But when we do agree, I think we have to celebrate it and, and make sure everybody knows. Kathleen McRae of the ACLU of Delaware, thank you so much. I hope if, if there's any change in this, uh, please ask your office, which I have to tell you is very responsive. Mindy is wonderful. Ask them to let us know if there's an update. We'd love to report on it. We certainly will. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Well, what an interesting case that is. Woman put some signs in her yard and uh, the code enforcement officer came by and said, you need to take them down. They weren't really political in nature, but they were after the election. They kind of hinted at politics and she fought and she happened to be, as I said, a retired civics teacher who said, um, I know the Constitution. This violates free speech. And now the ACLU's taken the case. Some of you, when I talked about this uh, earlier, some of you had actually written and said, said, you know, you, you got to be careful because you could have a nut job who puts all kinds of signs up. Well, the ACLU, I guess, says we can have nut jobs. And I, I have proof as I have a neighbor who's a little bit of a nut job and might have some signs up. It's not me, Shamont. Shamont's whispering in my ear. Is it you? Is it you? No, I live in relative obscurity. But just around the corner, there's someone with a very active lawn decorating habit. Maybe I'll take some pictures and show you. When we get back, we'll check on... (laughs) Oh, I'm getting it in my ear from Dallas today. When I get back, uh, we'll give you some of the crazy news updates and uh, a whole lot more as the president and first lady are climbing the steps to take off and head towards Riyadh and the rest of the president's gigantic international trip. We'll give you an update next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, CNN. Once again, cut it out. They're repeatedly showing uh, the present first lady walking across the tarmac to the steps. We don't need to see them walk up the steps and got on Air Force One again. Just a gigantic waste of time when you could be telling stories. Kind of like this, a gigantic waste of time, me yelling at the TV and CNN when I could be telling stories, right? I know. When I point one finger, there's three pointing back at me. So uh, we do have a vital question of the day that's on Twitter, and right now you should respond to it. It deals with the story of the guy who's actually suing for $17.31 because his date was texting during a movie. And I want to know, is it ever okay to text during a a movie, especially during the feature? Currently, 77% of you say no, but there are 21% of you means better than one-fifth are saying, yeah, it's fine, sure. No, you better not be in a theater when I'm in a theater and start texting. You're going to have a problem as long as the theater's really dark and I'm sitting far away and I can yell and you can't figure out who I am. But cut it out. Two hours. Give two hours of your time to to relax and enjoy a movie and stop ruining it for everybody else. Stop it. And speaking of ruining it for everybody else, uh, Maxine Waters, congresswoman from California, the woman who's been in office, I think it's 29 years, and she has passed, you're probably thinking, at least 29 bills, maybe Maybe she did two or three a year. Maybe she's got 50 to 80 bills that she's passed, right? That's what you're thinking. You'd be thinking wrong. Maxine Waters has passed three bills since she's been in office. What a waste of space. And anybody, you know, this is term limits uh, on display. Why we need term limits. And she's the one screaming, impeach 45, impeach 45. Maxine Waters, once again, on The Morning Joe, admitting that there is no actual evidence of collusion. How much more money are we going to spend on this? How much more money are we going to waste? How much more time are we going to silence Congress and put everything on hold? And you know that's what the Democrats want. That's why... Why Dick Blumenthal wants unlimited funds for the special investigation for the special counselor, Robert Mueller. But here's Maxine Waters this very morning talking once again and admitting once again there is no actual evidence of collusion. 
question. Yeah. Um, I want to define what you mean by collusion because what, you, what you're talking about um, seems more circumstantial to me. Bank records, um, perhaps contacts that were of nebulous nature. Um, who knows why Flynn was talking to the Russian ambassador? It could have been, it seems to have been about sanctions. Collusion to me is very specific. It means that the Russian government or actors within were trying to elect Donald Trump. But I want to know what collusion means to you because that seems to be the standard by which you're saying he should be impeached. Yeah. Now, first of all, you're not in an alternative universe. That actually was a Democrat asking a Democrat, what is collusion? And this happened on MSNBC. Somebody actually challenged Maxine Waters to give us a real, a real bit of evidence. Tell us what collusion is. Absolutely. I am talking about strategies that were developed uh, working with the Trump campaign. I really do believe that much of what you saw coming out of Trump's mouth was a play from Putin's playbook. I think that when you saw him absolutely uh, calling Hillary crooked, uh, the uh, locker up, locker up, all of that was developed. I think that was developed strategically uh, with people from the Kremlin, uh, with Putin. And I think it's more than bank records. I think that you can see uh, that uh, visits, you know, to Moscow were made during the campaign by Manafort and others. I think it's a lot more absolute. So you think, and you just, think just and anyone else jaw dropping? I'm watching Sam Stein as as he's watching Maxine Waters and hearing her say this. He is doing everything but rolling his eyes. He is almost looking in disbelief as she talks about the Putin playbook, the words that are coming out of Trump's mouth reportedly coming from the Putin playbook. Are you kidding me? Even he can't believe it, and he presses a little further. Russian government developed the talking points for the Trump campaign? I think that there was a cooperation in developing strategy about how they could ensure that Hillary Clinton was not elected. They need Trump. Trump will be there to support <laughs> lifting those sanctions. That's what they really want to happen. They want to drill in the Arctic. Tillerson has negotiated a multi-billion dollar deal with Exxon to do that drilling. They can't get the equipment, the supplies, and all that they need until the sanctions are lifted. They First of all, we want to drill in the Arctic. Jimmy Carter approved Anwar drilling in a tiny sliver of Alaska, and you, Democrats, have sat on it and stopped it for decades. So don't tell me it's about Russia. She's way off in crazy town, and she ain't done yet. On Trump, not only will he support lifting those sanctions, he also will turn a blind eye uh, to the expansion that Putin is trying to do. Uh, he does not care about them having invaded Crimea, and he does not care whether or not this egotistical maniac Putin uh, is but attempting to reunite the whole. Soviet I know we need to go soon, but just yes. to be clear, we haven't. There has yes. been no actual evidence yet. No, it has not been. No, it has not. And 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 I want you to know, every time I've talked about impeachment, I've said we've got to connect the dots. We've got to get the facts. We've got to do the investigation. That is what leads to impeachment. And I also said that Trump will lead us right there. I. I don't know if there's a better textbook case for insanity than, than what we just heard. She's still talking about Russia invading Korea. 
She mentioned it there. If you missed it, I'll dial it back and play it for you. Maxine Waters is actually, again, talking about Russia invading Korea. It hasn't happened. She's nuts. California, I beg you, fix this problem. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. It's a Friday. We're celebrating Friday. The president's plane is in the air. Air Force One and the the backup plane with all the supplies are headed towards Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And, the, you know, we will cover the president's trip tomorrow morning on this very radio show at 6 a.m. Eastern. Did you know that? Yeah, we do this show six days a week, noon to three, every Monday through Friday. And at 6 a.m., we get up and kick off the Saturday morning programming on the Blaze Radio Network. Six to nine Eastern, we will, uh, we will give you the latest live stuff. And we will also, we will also follow any other crazy stories that uh, we were chasing today and give you an update. Uh, it is, um, it's going to be an interesting trip for the president. As I said, he's already sealed the deal they will announce tomorrow with $109 billion in arms sales to the Saudis. And there is talk of a special, a special pitch to try and get many of the Muslim nations in the Middle East to unite against radical Islam and the terror that is, that is sweeping across the region. I think that's going to be a tough one. Because you've got some guys there who are some leaders who are not really good folks. Really good folks. So um, stay tuned for that. Tomorrow morning on this very channel, the Blaze Radio Network, starting at 6 a.m. And, of course, Jeff Fisher follows me. And then Lawrence Jones and then Chris Slater and uh, Joe Pags. All new Saturday, new programming every single day on the Blaze Radio Network. You have to be here. And can I ask you, while we're talking about the Blaze and theblaze.com, when you go to theblaze.com, click on the section that says Channels and find my mug and follow me. We're trying to get up over the 20,000 mark. i got to catch up to Doc Thompson. Let's face it. He's been there forever, and he's a couple thousand ahead of me, and i got to catch up to him. Same with Salcedo. He's been there forever, too, and, and he's, got, he's got a couple more than I do. Yes, it's Envy. But just help me out. We have some strange news floating around today. We've been covering the political news. And there's plenty of strange news, but also some good news. The federal judge has ruled that the city of Irving, Texas, and the school district do not owe any damages to Ahmed Mohammed or his family. Remember Clock Boy? Yeah, 2015, clock boy, uh, Ahmed Mohammed, who got the invitation to come to the White House and that whole stink that was made about it. Well, a federal judge dismissed the lawsuit filed by Mohammed's dad, 
who said the fa- and he said the family will not get a payout from the city of Irving or the school district. This was back in September of 2015. 14-year-old kid came to uh, the attention of the entire nation when a teacher looked at what he brought to school and said, it looks like a bomb. Now it was a dumb thing. But it wasn't anything that warranted the millions and millions of dollars that this kid and his family were demanding. And remember, they ran away for a while back to the Middle East and didn't come back until they got in front of a, a judge with this dumb bomb case. But thank God some common sense has, has ruled the day. As a judge tossed the case. The court documents reveal that the case was dismissed because the judge said there was no proof of, quote, racial or religious, close quote, discrimination. We knew that a year and a half ago, sir. Should have been thrown out as it was filed for just being stupid. You ought to be able to, as a judge, you ought to be able to put a stamp on something that just says stupid. Get out of here. Maybe Judge Judy should do that. There's another case out of California that is a little disturbing, and I'm sorry we don't have Dr. Jorge to call today. I reached out to Dr. Jorge for a bonus section on this, uh, wanted to talk some health issues, but today is Dr. Jorge's birthday, so our buddy can't come on the show with us because he's celebrating a birthday today. There are five confirmed cases of botulism from nachos at a Northern California gas station. Now, we've all been there. We've all been on those late night or all day trips around the country and you stop to get gas and somebody goes, get me something inside. I'm hungry. What do you want? A hot dog? No, those hot dogs have been on those spinny things for about 12 years. Get some nachos because, you know, just heat up the cheese and put it on the fresh chips. Five people who ate gas station nachos got sick with botulism poisoning. One of them is paralyzed. It's terrible. So just be a little a little careful. Buy something that might be packaged already. Not, Don't make the gas station nachos. Who's buying nachos from a gas station? I know it's not fine dining. Get something that's prepackaged, but how horrible. I hope, I hope these people get out of it. That's terrible. An Arizona high school is, is trying to straighten out a problem that students created when they, they posted some attempted bits of humor in their yearbooks. The Post and Butte High School has apologized and sent notes home to parents saying, uh, we kind of screwed up on this. And they're offering families either full refunds for the yearbooks or stickers. Stickers, yes. That's right. The school has said, you can either have your money back or we'll give you these nifty stickers to cover the inappropriate references to sex or drugs. What a shock that teenagers would post dumb things in their yearbook that related to sex or drugs. Uh, Case in point, one girl wrote, my bra size, my grades. No, here's what she wrote. I'm sorry. My A's turned into B's, and so did my grades. So there apparently have been drug references and breast references in the student handbook, the student yearbook. So the high school saying, you can either get your money back or you can put stickers. You know what stickers are going to do. 
the parents are going to say, yo, give us the sticker. My kid wants the yearbook. They're not going to cover up anything. What are we doing? Another student has been told to go home. Eighth grader at Jack Desmond Middle School in Madera, California. Suspended for slipping laxatives into teacher's coffee this week. Now, if I swear I can't believe there aren't criminal charges on this one. And usually there are. I'm betting we hear an update on that story that there are criminal charges filed against that kid. Because you just can't do that. You can't be you can't be putting laxative in the teacher's coffee. What if the what if something really bad happened? The teacher got very ill. And here's a another fashion trend. We talked about the um the romper for men earlier this week. We had Emily Zanotti on from Heat Street talking about the romper. Uh, There's another fashion trend in Brazil that I'm hoping, I'm hoping it comes here to America so I can see it and take pictures of it and mock it. It's um, a new bathing suit that men and women are using, but apparently men seem to be flocking to this. It's a mermaid bathing suit. It is a, a full mermaid costume from the waist down to the tail and people go to the beach they put this on and they actually go swimming and you can because the tail acts like you know there there are those uh, swim fins that are really big and they create like a, a mermaid type tail well someone went ahead and made an entire bathing suit an entire swimsuit you don't believe me do you you don't believe me well i'm gonna i'm gonna post a link to this story so you can see it. It's in Rio de Janeiro. And apparently it's catching on. And you know what happens when something like this catches on in Brazil. It's just a matter of time, people. Just a matter of time. People say they've, they've had to overcome mockery and bullying. But guess what? That just means people are going to want to be. People who want to be noticed are going to wear this on the beach. I just don't see how you how you put this thing on and then how you're able to get from your towel to the actual water. You know, it's not like you can walk very easily with that tail. Well, you take a look and tell me when we get back, we'll wrap up the day. I'll give you any updates on the latest on, on the, whatever's going to happen next week with the Comey hearing and anything else we hear that's breaking out of DC. But I have a tendency to think once the president leaves town, They all go, okay, the boss is gone. Let's go. I'll give you an update next on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, you people are so lucky. Very lucky. Aren't we all lucky we live in this great country? I was going to go into a little rant about what goes on here during the commercials. But that I'll have to save that for another day. I've been getting it pretty good today. I've been getting beat up pretty good today. And maybe I deserve it. Maybe. Uh, there were some interesting things that happened yesterday. I mentioned earlier 
that uh, you you need to keep an eye on how the media is going to treat Mike Pence. I already played for you how the media is trying to diminish Donald Trump, making him sound sound like a uh, a child. They're painting him as a child, saying that he he needs uh, he needs shorter meetings and he needs lots of visual aids when he's being presented to, and he needs to have his name in the presentations or he won't pay attention. They're treating him like uh, a kid with ADD instead of like a billionaire businessman running country companies all over the world and now running the most powerful nation on the planet. It really is rude and it's really ungracious and uh, just flat out fake news. But then the other side of this is I think they've come to realize, oh, my God, if we push Trump out, as they all want to do, guess what happens? They get President Pence. And I think they're starting now to try and diminish President Pence. Yeah, that's that's what scares them most. And if you haven't heard it, this happened yesterday. This was an example of uh, a reporter asking Paul Ryan about that very reality, and Ryan's reaction is priceless. Thank you. Obviously, you've been very close over the years with Vice President Pence, and you talked about him. You're trying to continue to move this agenda, and he's here often working on these issues here. But considering the maelstrom that we've dealt with with Trump and Russia in the past few days, there have been some members who have said we might be better with Vice President Pence. What's your what's your what's your take on it? We shouldn't even. I'm not even going to give credence to that. I'm not even going to comment on that. That's that's. There are well, some members who are saying. I'm not even, there's not even a point making a comment on that. Yeah. Once again, Paul Ryan caught in a hamana 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 moment. <laughs> I'm not even going to comment on that. But you know what? There are a lot of people who are probably thinking about that. There are a lot of people who are saying right now they should be concerned about these probes, even though there's been no evidence, even though there's been absolutely nothing, nothing that has shown collusion. And now uh, we learned today from the meeting that was held today where the briefing of the members of the House uh, were brought up to speed the way the, the members of the Senate were yesterday. We are told and by, by Kevin McCarthy, who told us that uh, that that they were they, the members of the House of Representatives, were told that no extra funds were ever requested. There was no extra request for money. At all. None at all. So there it is. Before we get out of here, I have to remind you one more time today. If there's any pain in your life, you know, from inflammation, like you have pain in your joints and your knees, etc. What are you waiting for? Check out relieffactor.com. I've been using relieffactor.com for over nine weeks now. I'm into my 10th week. It has been nine weeks since I have taken an over-the-counter painkiller. It's been nine weeks since I've needed to use anything other than Relief Factor to make me feel better. So get the three-week quick start pack. It's $19.95. Just call. If you want to know more, pick up the phone. Call the consultants, the counselors at Relief Factor. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Or go to relieffactor.com. It is so simple. 
And I just do it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It truly has changed me, changed my life. I, I don't have any pain at all in my joints where I did before. It's amazing. There's a story breaking out of out of uh, San Jose, California, that maybe Chris Salcedo, I'm sure he'll keep you up on it. It's a school evacuated after somebody found a bottle, a liquid bottle with the word nitroglycerin on it in a backpack. So the Bridges Academy in San Jose, California is under lockdown and they're checking things out. Uh, this is uh, hopefully just a dumb situation with somebody thinking they're funny. But uh, we will keep an eye on it, and I'm sure Chris Salcedo will have all the updates for you. Plus, this just in, Huma Abedin has filed for divorce from Anthony Weiner. Happened after he made his declaration of guilt today in a court. Huma Abedin finally filing for divorce. We'll cover this tomorrow morning. Be here at 6 a.m. Right now, you know what we say. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.